Hello punters, we're back for Off The Map, where we of course go through the speed maps for Saturday's Racing Metro. This week it is Chelmsford Stakes meeting at Randwick of course, and Lee Dalton joins me again to go through all of these horses. Good morning Brad, another really good meeting, uh, we've had good weather leading into it, there's a little bit of rain out there now, but I'd expect it's a uh, perfect racing surface and few really good races that we'll try and pull apart the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah, that's right. Last year, interestingly enough, the rail was out eight from memory and it was really leaderish. So that's something to monitor. We're out six this time. That was the day that Dreamforce, of course, won the tramway mm-hmm. from the front. Hopefully it does play fairly. Anyway, we'll get straight, straight into it. Uh, we're going to start with, with race three here. Now, this is a deep, deep looking benchmark 72. Really, really strong. And you alluded off air uh, how strong this race turned out last year with some absolute uh, top liners coming out of it and, and you wouldn't be shocked if we uh, sitting here in six months time and talking about horses like Raison d'Etre or uh, Escape Petronius that have turned out to be really really serious spring contenders. Yeah that was Yao Dash and Funstar fought That's out the right, finish and yeah. there was plenty of depth in behind that I think Superium, Pandemic, uh, a few others I've forgotten as That's well. Big. So as far as the speed goes here, Escaped, um, we've seen enough of him to know that he's going to be thereabouts but Petronius is an interesting one. Does he hand up from one with Nash on? I thought you have to hand up here because Escape's hard fit. One, two, three, four runs into the prep versus Petronius, who's coming here first up, possibly with more fish to fry further down the track. I thought even though Barrier one, Petronius hands up and lets Escape lead, from there it gets even more complicated than that. The one you've got outside here is Sylvester. What do we do with him? I've got no idea if uh, anyone wants to jump onto the Racing New South Wales website and download the maps. My comment is no idea. The lightweight and Tim Clark tells me you have to go forward, but the fact it's a fast tempo, it's drawn wide and it's trained by Chris Wallace says maybe it should be a little bit more conservative. Given the Clark factor, I had to put it forward. That right. was really what swayed me in the end. It's one that we'll endeavour to confirm tomorrow with Chris, so keep an eye on the stewards Twitter in the morning. He's always uh, very forthcoming and calls by the room and uh, explains to the, the stewards what his intentions are for the day, and that'll be the case here. All right, I'm going to say he goes back. We'll see who's right. Okay. Come the morning. All right, race four now. We've got this is an interesting race. Nature Strip v Gitra, and we've heard Joe Pride throughout the week say that he's going to be handlebars down, ball of muscle, take no prisoners. Got the draw there to really boot up and not pest of nature strip, but definitely ensure that it's not a one-act affair. It's a fast tempo, but it's not like some of these thousand-metre races that we've looked at in recent times, which have featured your red zells and those types. Yes, they're going to run some serious time because they're top liners, but it's not going to be breakneck, I wouldn't have thought, because... Baller muscles there, nature strip sits up outside in three quarters of a length off. Really, do you want to gun nature strip and try and cross? I would say not, just content to sit there. So definitely above average tempo, but not completely mad. In that first 100 metres, because we know that nature strip isn't a a really quick gate horse. Mm. He generally builds and builds and builds. Could a horse like Splintex just punch up enough to make a little bit of a pest of himself in the early stages? Or do you think he'll be quite happy to, to straight away just come back and tuck him behind? I think the tuck in behind is the best go for Splintex. Uh, it, it, you're going to burn Splintex first up just purely for um, to make the, the race a little bit more electric. Like I think the position there is going to be the one out, one back for Splintex and they'd be mad sort of to hand that away. And with Ball of Muscle, do you think it's just going to be a 
genuine, keep going. I know he's a ten year old, but he showed in his trials he's still got that that really zest for racing. He's he's very very quick, of course. Does he try and back off at any stage here, or does he just keep that rolling? Right? I don't think there's a back off chance in a thousand. He probably doesn't have a break, does he? Next year, no, and there's no break there, so they're just going to run and run and run. And what happens the last hundred and fifty meters is interesting, and we could see the South Australian visitor just savage both of them and. Go right on by. Yeah, it'd be certainly no surprise to me. Obviously, no. does look very well set up there. All right, we're looking now at the, the Dali Furious Stakes. Uh, of course, the lead-up was won by Dame Giselle, who bounced out to lead, um, and she just led all the way. This is different because we've got a few different contenders coming into the mix here, among them Hungry Heart, but also a couple of potential leaders here. Definitely, it's a different race shape to what we saw in the Silver Shadow. Uh, Dame Giselle there, not unlike today, either had to go all the way forward or all the way back. Mm. I think today all the way back's gonna be the preference. Uh, I have a feeling that's always been the, the preferred racing pattern with Dame Giselle, and I just thought from barrier 10, there's a really great danger of being trapped wide if they do push the button and go forward. I've got uh, Vangelic leading here, and if people look through Vangelic's form as a two-year-old, they'd probably say, well, you've mapped it there just because it's a Waterhouse horse. You haven't actually put any thought into this. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I think Vangelic, as we see a three-year-old filly, we're going to see her develop into more of a Waterhouse-style runner where she is leading these races. Uh, did go toe-to-toe -to -toe early with Nature Strip in a recent trial before Nature Strip took over, as you pointed out before. Uh, works into the race a little bit more. So I think Vangelic leads from Forbidden Love. Miss Canada has a good draw. Rachel King was slow away last time. I expect much closer. Uh, Shianti and Hungry Hark can hold a spot midfield here. Definitely doesn't have to get too far back, but I expect Thermosphere and Dame Giselle to be the pair that go out the back with Redoute's image and for Lizzie. So Hungry Heart just gets that, that spot, probably three back the fences by default. Yep, gets the perfect run, can switch off midfield, uh, and yeah, absolutely perfect map for Hungry Heart. All right, now going across to the Chelmsford Stakes, as far as the map goes, this is one of the ones we really need to nail down because the first thing you look at when you look at the makeup of this race and you notice that there is just no speed here whatsoever. We need to get Bjorn and get Samad out back for these races. Like, <laughs> That's right. It made it so much easier and ensured a genuine tempo in these. So um, if Bjorn's listening, bring back Sama. It leaves me with Angel of Truth. Uh, I think from barrier three, just has to poke through without doing any work. New stable, of course, and we saw the new stable ride uh, Angel of Truth a little bit quieter first up, and it went enormous as well. But Drew Barrier 10 there, drawn three today. The lead will be there for the taking. We saw Finch up there on speed in this race last year. Actually led Samad out early there before Samad out got into his work and took on and kept going. But Finch, even though uh, heading towards the Melbourne Cup, I expect will be right on speed. Mr Seawolf draws a good barrier, so... He's just there by default, isn't just he? Lands just lands there. there. And Wugok, who we know more as a 2,000, 2,400-metre horse with Adam Hieronymus riding... Definitely positive from barrier 10, but I don't think really has the speed to um, trouble Angel of Truth for the lead, unless, of course, they're happy to hand up on Angel of Truth. I was asking you before we pushed the record button about this race, and in terms of, if there's, is there a sleeper potentially here that could go forward, and we were both left pretty much scratching our heads, but Zabrowski 
was the one that we maybe thought there's half a chance. Potentially, but it's completely not the stable style. That's right. Uh, but they probably won't want to be leading on Angel of Truth because it's just not the hawk's mantra. Yeah. Uh, so whether you want to send a, a, a horse that contested a, an Australian derby in the autumn forward from a wide barrier, that's probably against everything they stand for as well, which just makes this race so much more fascinating. But I do feel, even without much intent, Angel of Truth can either land first or second here. Yeah, and of course, very hard to beat with that setup. Looking at the tramway, this is a, a different setup. Uh, you've got Graceful Glamour. We've seen plenty of her to know that she's fast from 1,400 metres all the way up to 2,000. She generally finds the front. Dream Force, uh, he's the evergreen fellow. He was burnt there first up uh, on a really hot speed, but he's going to be thereabouts as well. Big time. There's even taking into account the first up run of Dreamforce, there's no other way you can ride Dreamforce. So it's going to be on from the get-go here, Graceful Glamour and Dreamforce. Glenall getting to 1,400 metres has the mid-draw with the apprentice rider on, expected to be in the first three. Reloaded lands there again, another one that lands from a good draw in yep. the first four or five. And I expect Colding to be a lot closer here. Uh, drew wide first up, barrier 16 had to go back. Probably a bit of a forgetful prep uh, in the autumn. I thought if we go back to the two big wins last year in the uh, the, the Golden Eagle and the yep, Epsom, sir. was able to show a little bit of early speed in both of those and settle within striking distance. And I'm really confident Colding's going to be a lot more forward tomorrow. It's a big day for Colding. He's got to prove that it's a, he's still got it's the, a fork the, the spark in, Absolutely. in his legs. Uh, the one I'll ask you about is the Kiwi Dragon Leap. Uh, what do punters, or what should they expect from him as far as speed goes? I think Dragon Leap, from what I've seen in New Zealand, has a little bit of early speed. Has drawn well on most occasions, mind you, and has a bit of a sticky draw here. But I would imagine definitely has the speed to settle in a midfield position here. De definitely can't be stamped as one that's going to go all the way back. Uh, on that, talking about horses going all the way back, Varna Girl, the Queensland visitor. She's shown in her very short career that from good draws, more than capable of settling in the first three or four, from wide draws generally goes back as a rule, and hence with the fast tempo of Matt Varna Girl back. But going forward into this prep, as we see more of her in Sydney, if she draws low, expect her to be able to take up a more forward position. Okay, so a versatile type there. This last race has been shaken up a little bit with the scratching of Mars Crusader. Of course, the market been turned upside down that leaves ice bath as the favorite and looking at the map here uh, she looks to get a lovely run she does i expect to change your tactics with ice bath tomorrow from barrier two uh, she's due to win a race again like what we expect ice bath to do is to really kick on this preparation contested some good races last time in and i think this needs to be the sort of springboard and in order to do so with a very average tempo on paper can settle in the first three or four here from a good draw when you say a very average tempo you've got bestone leading uh crystal breeze just finds that horse's back mm. Is it close to being a slow tempo? It, it's very close. If Beststone drew barrier two or three, I probably would have said slow. But the fact that Beststone's drawn out a little bit and they're going to have to give uh, Beststone a dig to get across, uh, that should ensure that it's genuine. But, yeah, it, it's borderline slow it is. You really struggle to find uh, any others to go forward. Maybe Mirror Vision could end up being a little bit closer. Uh, but both trials this time in have been super negative out the back, so that just confused me even more. <laughs> All right, well, so given the setup of that race, Quantico looks up against it, but he uh, is a horse with a big turn of foot. Yeah, he's now not there. Yeah, Scratched. okay. Yep. Perfect. All right, thanks, Lee, and uh, we'll be back next week to do it all again. Excellent. Thanks, Brad.